News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Think forward, get ahead with Vodafone Red Business. You're listening to News Talk Lunchtime's Vodafone Business Podcast. And we're talking about getting your business online and how to sell in an online world. Noel Davidson is with us from QED Training. You're very welcome, Noel. Thank you, Jonathan. Let's begin with the fundamentals. Like, you can't not be online if you're trying to sell these days. Absolutely. And there was a shocking statistic that in 2011, 40% of Irish small to medium enterprises do not have an online web presence. And we're delighted to be part of any initiative that will help change that statistic because, like it or not, buying and selling is moving online. You know, I think every year the Irish people spend about £39 buying retail and £4 of that uh, last year was online. That will be, they say, by 2017, £20 And if medium enterprises or small enterprises or small businesses are not addressing that um, they're missing a valuable opportunity. Why are so many not engaging in the online space? Is it because traditionally you had the shop and all your business was done through that shop? It was and cost was a factor. I mean it's not that long ago three or four years ago where it was €10,000 for a website or Um, £10,000. Those days are gone because there's so many ready-to-fit tools out there. So, for instance, WordPress is the big, um, the big winner at the moment. It's a free um, platform that you install on your existing hosting and there is a shopping cart full of ready-designed websites, e-commerce sites that you just install, plug in and away you go. And do they sort out the payment side of things as well? Because obviously that's important. It is. And um, a trust is a big issue in that, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. But they do sort it out. They're ready-made packages. Um, they come with the shelves ready to be stocked with your products or services. Uh, you put in your pricing structure. It's open 24 hours. There are no boundaries. There are no geographical boundaries. You're making money while you sleep, which is a fantastic feeling um, and completely different than the bricks and mortar. But the trust issue, I suppose... Buying and selling online, um, we all trust the PayPal site for for purchasing ourselves. But as a retailer, it's a it's a different decision to make. Who do I go with? What are the cost structures? You know, which is best for me? Instead of thinking of light, heat, rent, rate, and power, you're thinking about um, what is the best way of structuring my my online shop. And we're very lucky here in Ireland that we have the European leaders and the world leaders uh, basing their European headquarters here in Ireland. So you've got PayPal, you've got Relex, you've got um, SagePay. And that whole area is changing and changing very fast to make things very easy. Mm. It won't be long before you'll be able to go into a shop with your mobile phone tap in a PIN number and pay for a product or service. And, and uh, that sounds, I know, 10 years ago that sounded very science fiction not so much now because we're getting more used to that kind of technology. But th- when you talk about trust, it's very important that the client trusts you as well. And if you have a very dodgy looking website that maybe belonged about five years ago, they're more likely not to buy from that. You're so right. And, and, and that's where the likes of PayPal has been a great foothold into the online shop. And I'll explain what I mean. With PayPal, as a consumer, if I purchase a product or service and I have an issue with it, I complain to PayPal, I get my money back 100%. No questions. It has to be like that. Otherwise, a transaction would never take place. So if I'm on a site that I'm not so 
confident about. It's somethingsomething.com. I've never heard of them before, but they have the product I'm looking for. If I see PayPal, I'm 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 feeling much more confident. Yeah, you're confident because about, yeah. it takes me away from their site into PayPal site to pay for it. Is the idea um, really best explained by hotels? Because hotels are the best example out there of you have no choice but to be online. You have no choice to make sure you have a, a good online presence because if you don't, then your competitors do and you lose. I know we're not selling a product apart from, you know, obviously the hotel room itself, but it's a good example of how an entire industry was dragged online, presumably some of them kicking and screaming. Absolutely. And, and you know, if you can go through not just the hotel industry, but the airline industry, you cannot buy a physical paper ticket now. It's much more difficult. We do it all online. And it's now the accepted norm where you look up hotels in a city that you arrive into and um, you can see what hotel rooms are available. You can book before you arrive and they have all your details. What other tools are out there? We've mentioned um, things like PayPal. We've mentioned things like WordPress. What else can you get? I mean, how good a computer, if you're a small operation, how good a computer do you need to get this going? Well, two key words you mentioned there was computer and small. And we carry them all in our pockets. It is moving mobile. There are more mobile phones in the country than there are people at the moment. And it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before they take over. It's only a matter of time before they take over. Absolutely. So therein lies a problem. If more and more people are accessing the web and products and services on a mobile device, the site has to cater for that. I mentioned WordPress. And one word I haven't mentioned yet is responsive. It's a new word. It is the word of 2013, moving into 2014, a responsive website that reacts to the size of the screen that you're viewing it on. And that's a plug-in that's built into most WordPress sites now. So, for instance, you get the full experience when viewing on a desktop, but the same site when viewed on an, a tablet or an iPhone or an Android phone will downsize take, strip out some of the content and leave you what you need. You, you've given me a reason to introduce one of my bugbears. Mobile sites that don't do the same thing as the desktop site when they should. I won't tell you who I bank with, but, but there's, one, there's a bank that just some of the things you can do on the big website, you can't do on the app. It drives me mad because then you have to go and find a computer to log in instead as opposed to the convenience of doing it on your phone. And it's just a small thing. And I'm, I'm a cranky man, I'll grant you that. But that annoys me. And that therefore turns me against the bank in question. And, yeah. and, and just um, it must be replicated in other businesses as well. You are absolutely so right. It is re replicated and it's all about the customer. And sometimes... Um, businesses forget that and I'll give you an example I remember dealing with a um, an old folks home who had a Facebook page and I remember somebody said to them what are you thinking of sure your clients are not on Facebook and he said well actually our clients are not our patients our clients are their sons and daughters who are paying for it correct yeah. and it's about identifying who you want to target and deliver the products or service that they want you mentioned the banking app Banking is changing and we know we've been dealing with some of the banks out there and there are new apps coming down the line that are doing exactly what your bugbear is. I want to know a couple of things on a mobile. Who, what, where and how I can contact them. And actually, as a business, you actually have a much better advantage by having a mobile site because the phone is there ready to dial. If you view on a large site... All the information is there and you physically hit it write it down or go to a phone that's beside you. You can just click contact, gives you a number. Click yeah. contact. And that's an amazing advantage that wouldn't have been there five years ago. Correct. Yeah. 
a lot of people will be scared of technology and there's no shame in that because it, it scares the living daylights out of me. But, you know, how do you overcome that fear of technology to get the product right? You have the product, you know that there's a market for it, but it's just that little narrow channel to get you to the other side of technology and then you'll be then you'll be laughing. You know, it's extraordinary that it's it's about stripping out the fluff and making it as simple as possible to make a purchase. A shelf, take it off, pay for it, gone. And I'll explain where I'm coming with that. There's a fantastic YouTube video online of a young child uh, that was is definitely not a year at this stage, maybe nine, ten months, and they're given an iPad. And the theme of the video is um, a an iPad is a magazine that's broken. Or uh, the wrong way around, apologies, you'll have to edit that one. A magazine is an iPad that's broken. And you can see the child playing with an iPad and tapping away on it. And they're given a magazine and they're squeezing the pictures and wondering why they won't yeah, move. Yeah. So we're born with no fear. We develop it over time. And the reason we developed it is we're so used to working on websites that don't work. And you mentioned the banking. Yeah. What scares you is you go in and make a mistake and there's money gone from your account. Yes. Because it's too much clobber. There's not that much money it. in there in the first place. <laughs> Probably this is the reason why. <laughs> you know? Whereas if it's simple, there's less chance of making a mistake. There's no fear involved and we become very comfortable with it. And our airlines have got that down to a T. And Ryanair recently stripped out their yeah, website. And they've made it much more, much more user friendly. For that very, very reason. What do people who are listening to this podcast right now need to do if they want to get to that online presence whereby they're connecting with their customers on a different level to how they're doing now? Well, I would take a look at an online strategy and, and that sounds very marketing, but it's actually sitting down and saying, who are my customers? Writing down that demographic and where are they? How do they normally access um, the products or service that I'm offering? And then I would go shopping for some way that I can put a site up. So I want to explain. There's a couple of sites out there. One that comes to mind is Theme Forest. If you think of hunting in the forest, Theme Forest. And there are website themes, thousands, about 12,500 of them there. You can choose the colour, whether you have a, a need for a Montessori school, whether it be an airline uh, website, and they're available off the shelf. They cost $50, $60, once off fee, and that site is yours. You put it on your existing hosting, and this is the twist. Where it was never €10,000 now for a website, it's the time to populate the content. And so it's a matter of deciding what goes up that best advertise your product or service and make it easy to make the transaction. And I'm presuming never be afraid to ask for help. Never be afraid to ask for help. There are a lot of help out there from the enterprise boards that run courses on, on um, upskilling and reskilling yourself to sell online. And with Vodafone, the Smart Startup Network, there's a roadshow that's traveling with mentors that are able to, for a short 20 minutes, have a chat with you and see what you can do. Noel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Noel Davidson of QED Training. Thank you for being part of the News Talk Lunchtime Vodafone Business Podcast. My pleasure. News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Do business your way with Vodafone Red Business.